Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Our call-in number 01st today is Thursday, September the 3rd, 2015. And our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us, and we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart. Welcome, everybody. We're honored and delighted that you're here to join us for Mind Shifters Radio and the opportunity to take the work of understanding and practicing first century Aramaic forgiveness to the next level. We just uh, completed a, uh, a two-day conference with a, a group. Thank you, Dr. Tim and uh, Michelle, for taking care of the show for us yesterday and on Monday. We, uh, we did three sessions with them yesterday. And uh, as a, a corporate, uh, actually an advertising agency, and uh, really awesome to uh, to have a conversation with a group of young people. The uh, the people in the agency were from 22 to 35. There was one gentleman that was in his later 40s, but otherwise, 22 to 35. And their whole conversation is about having integrity in advertising and uh, supporting. Uh, real, true human life in their employees, and their employees' families, their children, their neighbors, and the whole community. It's just uh, really quite awesome to be involved in a, a corporate entity that's functioning at that's called SLAM Agency. If you need any advertising done, check out SLAM, S-L-A-M Agency in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, it was just a, an honor and a delight to work with this group. We uh, we worked with the forgiveness process, the responsibility communication, and the focal point of the uh, the workshop was uh, to be looking at the creative process. So the uh, the topic of the the two days was we are creators, and we looked at the process of creating either consciously or unconsciously, a la our workshop on creating consciously and looking at the fact that the simple idea that we're made in the image and likeness of the creator and that we are creators means that we can't not create. We are always creating results in our lives. And, of course, the average person, when they create results they don't like, has somebody else to blame. It's all their fault. And so that person lives in denial. And, of course, the alternative to that is to be responsible. And if I'm creating a result, 
What's the result I'm creating? Does that mean I can't hold somebody accountable for their behavior if they're off base? Absolutely not. Absolutely hold people accountable. That's an awesome gift to give somebody, to give people feedback on their creative process, especially if it's off base or at least in your mind appears to be off base. The way you can tell that your mind is off base is that it is producing its output through some form of hostility or fear. And when it is, then there's work to be done. There's healing to take place. And to keep coming back to responsibility for what I'm creating, what I'm setting up, and what I need to deal with. And life is my feedback mechanism. You know, we have a tool called a mind shifter. And the mind shifter tool is one where you create a thought that will resonate any negative thoughts that need to be dealt with around a given issue and use that thought to surface things that need to be healed. And it's kind of like a, a, a shortcut to the healing process because very quickly it can cut right through all the garbage and take you right to parts of your mind that are in need of support and healing. Life kind of acts like a mind shifter. It'll keep coming in and honing in on the lowest energies you hold. Why does life hone in on the lowest energies you hold? Because the lower energies that we hold are the ones that we repeatedly have tried to shut down, tried to avoid, tried to pretend belong to someone else. And each time you do that, just like a spring, every time you put it down, you put energy into it. So imagine I've got a three-foot diameter spring that stands three feet high sitting here on the floor. It can't do a thing. But what happens if I repeatedly push it down and lock it, push it down and lock it, push it down and lock it? What happens after years or generations of that when the spring breaks loose? Huge amounts of energy released from it. The things that we try to squash down and put down, we're putting energy into. And when we put energy into them, they literally intensify the waves that they radiate from us around whatever that given issue is. And so as I recognize that, life comes along through the law of resonance and gives me feedback gives me the opportunity to clean up whatever it is that's going on in me. And, and of course, we've developed a, a test, a pretty complex, difficult test to apply, and then I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek. How do you tell whether or not something you're feeling is yours? Are you feeling it? If you're feeling it, you know exactly who it belongs to. If there's work to be done, then dig in and do your work. Life just gets easier by the minute as you do that. becomes more awesome, more exciting, more delightful than it's ever been. I look for myself, and having done this work for almost 50 years now, I look at what my life was like before I started doing this work, and I look at the delight and the awesome just way that life moves today, and it's absolutely amazing. Do I still get opportunities to learn forgiveness? Absolutely. But the fact that we've got the tools and you can just move through those issues and those situations so quickly where people hang out for years suffering in pain and trauma that is totally, completely, 100% unnecessary if they've got the tools. And so we're here to share those tools with you. Uh, you know, Not many people are probably going to take a half a century. I started when I was four are probably going to take a half a century and study 
one set of tools to the point of really, truly comprehending them and then making them available. But that's what I chose to do with my life. And it's been an awesome gift to me. And we're here to, to make those tools available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. If you hear a little noise in the background, we're actually in a tire shop getting a new set of tires on our van. We had a new set put on just a, a couple of weeks ago when there was a problem with them, so they're replacing them. So there's a little noise in the background every once in a while. Excuse that, but uh, I, I, the only other place I've got to go is out in the sun, and it's pretty warm here in Springfield, Missouri right now, so I'm sitting indoors where it's a little cooler. But our whole reason for doing this show five days a week is to be available an hour a day to have a conversation with you, to support you in your healing process. That's what we're here for. And whatever your question is, we're here to answer it. We're here to support you in acquiring the tools, understanding the tools, and putting them to work in your life. If you haven't touched into the forgiveness process yet, a la first century, we invite you to go to our website, which is www.whyagain.org, and in the middle of the page, you'll find a bullseye. Click the bullseye, and that will take you into a whole series of links that will unfold the how and why of first century Aramaic forgiveness. And we invite you to go there. There are over a 1,000 MP3s, one-hour MP3s of radio shows where we've covered all kinds of topics. There are at least 16 radio shows where we've walked somebody through the whole forgiveness process. It's all there under that bullseye. So take it, put it to work in your life, share it with somebody else. You know, the, uh, the way you keep something energetically that improves your mind and your life is by giving it away. And so we invite you to give it away. Who can you, if, if this has benefited you, who can you share that benefit with? Would you be willing to take of your time, find somebody who's got a challenge, and support them in learning the tools and learning how to move through those things? Powerful gift to give the world and what you'll find is, as you give the gift, you get to receive it on deeper levels. I, I learned many years ago, I was, when I first started doing this work, I, it was a part-time hobby. And then it got to the point where I realized that the best way to be a full-time student of it, that I, and, and I realized that I needed to be a full-time student of it to really integrate it into my own life. And the best way to do that was to become a full-time teacher of it. So... That's what I've done. We're here to support you. We'd love to hear your sweet voice and sharing your questions. And, you know, if your question is something that you say, oh, but this is so basic, it's a silly question, there are no silly questions. Every question around this helps to open the understanding of the principles for everybody, no matter what level of this work they are at. And so we invite you to ask your question. If you're on one of those stations where we can't see you in our control panel, then our call-in number is 646 200 4169. It's 646 200 4169. And once you're in the phone queue, then just push one and that'll put a little hand up, and Jeannie will know you want to talk to us. And so we're honored and delighted that you're with us. Jeannie, do we have Dr. Tim today? We do, and he's on. Hey there, good sir. How do you be? I'm doing very well, thank you. Welcome back. Awesome. How'd the show go yesterday? We were right in the thick of forgiveness as you were doing the show. Thank you. The show yesterday, um, I guess it went all right. Uh, I have to sift through the databanks to remember. Um, 
It's been so long, eh? Well, it's you know, it's been a lot of patience since then, and another morning meeting, and then patience this morning. So I'm, I think it went pretty well. Um, cool. Michelle did a good job on the switchboard, and we had some people raise their hand with questions. And uh, it might have been yesterday that we had a brand new person call in from the Chicago area who was looking for help and got introduced to the concept of the engine Aramaic forgiveness and the tools, and it sounded as though he might actually go to the website and try them out. He sounded like he was motivated. Cool. So so here's hoping that happens and that he calls back in and lets us know how it's working for him. <clears throat> cool. Well, it's interesting, The uh, you know, the, that wonderful purpose of pain is to make our ears grow and get us ready to uh, to look at things and do things differently. So it's pretty cool. Well, and other than that, it was, uh, I think we heard from uh, a couple of people we normally hear from from time to time. I think um, it's hard for me to remember to separate out the Monday show from the Wednesday show, but uh, I think yeah. Sunday called in. And so, Probably all uh, cool. Yeah, and uh, so life is going on. You know, on, on Monday I <clears throat> opened the show and read a little bit from... Um, one of my favorite books, which is uh, Awareness by Anthony DeMello. And um, Mm. just to promote the idea that a lot of what you talk about and we work on here, the whole concepts of personal responsibility and um, complete responsibility for what you're thinking and feeling, uh, they aren't unique to this work or just, you know, just this work and nope. Guy Finley or just this work and A Course in Miracles. And um, <clears throat> that's, um, that's a, of course, everybody's got their own personal style and what's going to resonate well for them. That book and, you know, I'm, his writings have always just struck a beautiful chord for me. And mm, he's such cool. a plain talker. And uh, so we did that, and, um, you know, it's, the the part I, I read was about 100% responsibility, personal responsibility. And then I was mm-hmm. reading again last night, and he's just talking about, you know, you, you could take big chunks of the, the section of the book I was reading last night and just pull them right out of your Why Is This Happening to Me Again lecture. Um, Great. Just the whole kind well, you know, of- it amazes me. It, it amazes me how long this level of understanding has been around on the planet. As you say, it's nothing new here. But how long it's been around, but it hasn't really penetrated the culture. I mean, it makes such a huge difference in people's lives, but it just hasn't penetrated the culture. And it amazes me. I mean, it's certainly penetrating more and more every day. There is a shift coming. But, but you know, especially I look back when I first started doing this work and, and, and people would look at me like I was some kind of a wacko, you know, created an audience of people who, who are here to hear it and, and enhance it and go forward with it. But it just amazes me how many people have no idea that they've created what's happening in their lives and that nobody else is at fault for what's going on. It's just, it's like mind-boggling to me that that idea has not penetrated deeply enough that everybody in the culture doesn't know it yet. It's just, it's amazing. 
Well, and right there again, you sound just like Anthony DeMello in this chapter where he just said, you know, this is crazy. And they don't tell it to you. They don't they don't teach you that. But the fact of the matter is no one's created what you're experiencing. Um, he, he gives a, a four-step process. Um, so you put this program into action. A thousand times you repeat this to yourself. Identify the negative feelings in you. Understand that they are in you, not in the world, and they are not in external reality. And the third step is do not see them as an essential part of the I, in quotes, because these things come and go, and I, your true nature, is always there. And then mm. be, understand that when you change, everything else changes. <clears throat> Sounds right on to me. <laughs> yep. I, you know, I, I, uh, we had a conversation in this conference. There were a couple of uh, moms there uh, with little kids, and we got talking about the Inside Out movie. And to me, they, and I suggested to those moms and to every mom and to every adult, too, get your kids watching that movie over and over and over and over again, and they will understand. You know, if they start now, if they're two now, and they start watching it by the time they're six, they'll know exactly how their minds work, and they'll know exactly how to get rid of the trash. I mean, it'll be just amazing. And, you know, this simple little tool of teaching the child. You know, Jeannie has a whole set of dolls. We actually went looking yesterday so we could demonstrate uh, this, but the, none of the stores in Branson had the dolls. But, but just to, you know, when somebody's in anger, a, a small child is in anger to hand them the angry doll from from uh, Inside Out, new Disney movie that's been out for a few weeks, and and just be with the child in their anger and, you know, approve of them, cherish them, honor them, support them, speak lovingly to them, and support them in their anger if that's where they choose to be. And then to get the child, it's such a simple with this with this understanding from this movie and these dolls, it's like now, now the reason you're angry, Johnny, is because there's something in your mind driving your anger. Do you like feeling angry? Do you like how you feel, or would you rather feel loving and joyful? And most kids are going to say, I'd rather feel loving and joyful. It's like, well, then, Johnny, what if you were to identify the driver, the goal that you hold? You know, what is it? You want something. Oh, you want that toy over there that Billy's playing with. Well, notice that you and Billy were playing along quite happily and having a great time until Billy picked up that toy, and then you wanted it. And notice you're in a fit right now. Does it feel good? No. Well, do you know why you're in a fit? No. Well, it's because you've put a goal in your mind to have that toy, and that toy or that goal is accessing a part of your mind that holds this fit. And you could cancel that goal and collapse that fit and bring healing to it and be finished with ever having fits in your life. I mean, it's such a simple principle to teach a little kid. There's a driver for every reality, for every perception, for every hostility, fear, grief, rage, pain, or trauma, and we're always in control of that driver and can always cancel it, which is the whole core and the essence of forgiveness. And it's once you've got the brain cells for it, it's so obvious and so simple. It's just uh, amazing. So if you haven't seen Inside Out yet, 
please go see it. Support it. See it again and again. When it comes out on DVD, buy it. Put it in front of your kids over and over and over again. I believe it is one of the most important events in human history, the fact that something that accurately describes how the human mind works is accessible to little kids on a global scale is one of the most important events in history. Let's put it out there. Support Disney. Let them know we want more of that. And it's just it's it's exciting and amazing. It really just takes it all and you know, just one more venue it's coming from. And one more way that it's an education. Yes. Know, because yeah. so many of the people, the younger people in our culture today are getting educated by the television and by the videos and what they sit in front of. And so I'm in agreement with you that this is a wonderful step in that level of education. And, and you know, I said, you know, you sound just like Anthony DeMello and he like you. In this book it says there's these four steps to wisdom. The first one is you've got to be aware you've got a problem. The second step is to no, understand wait, wait, that... Wait a minute, Tim. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Tim. Isn't it their problem, though? Hold on. Wasn't it their fault? <laughs> the second step is to understand the feelings in you, not in reality. That's yes. such a self-evident thing. But do you think people mm-hmm. know it? They don't. <laughs> Believe me, they've got PhDs and they're presidents of universities, but they haven't understood this. They didn't teach yep. me how to live in school. They taught me everything right. else. As one man said, I got a pretty good education. It took me years to get over it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And he goes on to say, that's what the spirituality is about, unlearning the garbage. And then in the next paragraph, he says, negative feelings are in you, not in reality. So stop trying to change reality. That's crazy. Stop trying to change the other person. We spend all our time and energy trying to change external circumstances, trying to change our spouses, our bosses, our friends, our enemies, everybody else. We don't have to change anything. Negative feelings are in you. No person on earth has the power to make you unhappy. No event on earth can make you unhappy. And it goes on, and it just sounds, you know, slightly it's different right words on. and phrasing, but it sounds exactly like the core of this work. Yeah, it is. It is the core. He's not, it is right on track. He's and not if I remember correctly, in, Anthony Mello was a Catholic priest, right? Well, yeah, and, and he's uh, he's not with us anymore. He's left the body, but... Right. He has some books out there, which, of course, is is wonderful. The proliferation of books and with the electronic devices are so easy to get a hold of. But I highly recommend it. And and if if listening to Dr. Rice talk or listening to Jeannie or Dr. Michelle Kim. or Rex doesn't say it, doesn't resonate with you, just keep looking because the core of this work cuts across so many spiritual traditions. And as you said, Michael, it's been on the planet for. You know, long before there was writing, this kind of knowledge. Yeah. And these days, it's quite possible to find one that will resonate with you personally and help you tap into the tools you need to create a better life. Yeah. And, and you know, recognizing that here's a man who's a Catholic priest and how, even within the church, Catholic or not, the understanding that it all started out with in many cases, has been disappeared in the minds of those who really don't want to know. And Anthony DeMello is one guy who woke up and said, oh, my God, this is what it's about. I remember back about, oh, it's probably eight or nine years ago now, I had a a gentleman contact with me who had been a 
very fundamentalist minister for 50 years. And he was contacting me to ask if he could use a page from the Kabor's manuscript as the cover of his book. And I said, well, yeah, of course, we'll, we'll get you a, you know, a, a PDF and we'll get you a, a file. Uh, we'd be delighted for you to use that. Tell me about why you're doing that. He said, well, I preached hellfire and brimstone for 50 years. And then about a year ago, I went into a total emotional breakdown. He said, I could not read anything. I could not pick up. He said, my life was the Bible. I couldn't pick the Bible up. He said, I couldn't do anything. I was a total shambles for a year. And then he said, one morning I woke up and I picked up the Bible, and everywhere I looked, it was all about love. He said, it wasn't about fear. It wasn't about hellfire. It wasn't about brimstone. It wasn't about God's going to get you. It was all about love. And he was just like, you know, it was like a, a huge awakening for him. And so his new ministry was taking that understanding to preachers who are out there scaring the hell into people. So, it's, you know, it's just, it, 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 and the truth is, it's all inside of us anyway. It's all an inside job. And that, that understanding is just, it's available to anybody who chooses to take the time to deke out of the culture and its insanity and, uh, and engage in the tools. It's just quite awesome. Jeannie, do you have anything to share about the, uh, the conference or anything to share about our conversation today? I know you were speaking to a, a gentleman who's a, a, a preacher this morning, and uh, you were just you were rocking. You were so right on with him. It was it was fun to be a, a fly on the wall and listen to your conversation with him. Well, um, first of all, about the conversation this morning, yeah, that's, it was pretty cool because uh, I was working with uh, switching over, possibly switching over my retirement account from when I worked for the pharmaceutical company, <laughs> which it did serve its purpose at that time, and that was before I knew right. different than doing pharmaceuticals. Um, but anyway, right. he had called me back for some information, and he says, so are you still traveling? Are you on vacation or what? And so I was like, no. I said, you know, we're... Uh, we travel six to ten months of the year, and, you know, we do workshops. And so that kind of led into it, and then he asked me, what are your workshops about? And um, so I started telling him, you know, it was based in the Aramaic and, and that that was Yeshua's original language and, and what forgiveness really meant. And, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you did that. He says, I'm a pastor. And uh, so then we started talking, you know, he went to seminary and and uh, studied Hebrew and Latin and Greek and and everything I was saying made sense. He said their church is a non-denominational, and they're actually located in my hometown, and I've never heard of that church. But it opened the door, and he was like, you never you never know why you know, people come into your life. And he said, I think that you're here not necessarily for your annuity or for the insurance. He said, you know. And so we just had this whole conversation about what the work was about and how you forgive and how those energies, you know, create diseases in your body and that you'll bring into your space repeatedly whoever and whatever you need until you finally decide that, that you're going to change and you're going to let go of the energy that you're holding on to that doesn't belong and, and it was just a really cool conversation and it ended with uh, he was actually on our website by the time that I got off the phone with him so he's sitting at work with Y again on his computer screen and um, 
he said, I'm going to look at, at the videos and some of the stuff you do. And he said, yeah, let's have a conversation when you're back in town. And, you know, so, and then come to find out his father is actually the senior pastor and he's the pastor under him. And, and so there's possibly a door opened there. And even though it's called a, a, a church of God, he said that they're non-denominational. And so it's like a totally different venue from, from what I've been experienced in my life of, of what a church of God um, so for them to be that open, it's really pretty cool. And so that was opening a, a new door there. But as far as this weekend goes, it was awesome. There was, you know, all of the people that were present uh, were like right there. There was one that I was concerned with, and, and I'm hoping to get in touch with her that I think she was carrying a load. But other than that, everybody was like right there and willing and and excited and and. Um, I feel like that opened a great door, and for me, it was like it was kind of funny because you know you said you told me, and it just didn't register for me that that this was also the connection for us going to Louisiana at the end of September. That it was the same group of people that they're connected with the, the group of pastors that were going to go down and do their workshop in September, and and uh, so it's just it's really cool how things are linking. That you wouldn't, you know, it's just like connecting the dots, and it's all coming around. And and but this group was exciting, and and to see that they, you know, they have a Monday morning meeting, and the conversation that possibly that, you know, they would work some of this into uh, their Monday morning meeting. So it might even become like a support group, a business support group. <laughs> and uh, and then I thought it was very generous and awesome that at the at the close when he you know he mentioned you know that we had the products over there and and you know if there's anything we wanted that they wanted to get and then he he told them he said get what you want and let Jeannie mark it down and the company will pay for it and I thought that was a phenomenal offer for a business to offer their employees to pay for whatever materials they wanted to get and uh I think that we also have some opportunities to work with them because they are marketing and digital and and art and all of that. So I think that there's possibly um, some opportunities for us to support them and them to support us uh, in the future to continue doing work together on a different level than, than just doing their conferences. So, 646. 200-4169, press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And it really does make it your show. When you call and you ask questions, you know, we can we can talk and give information and, and go on all day. We can do that. However, we know that you're out there listening and you do have questions. And if it's your question, it's someone else's question. had someone the other day that they kind of wanted a private session, and it was like calling the show. And, and they were like, oh, you know, I don't know. I kind of need, you know, something different than anybody else. And it's like, no, if you have something going on for you, you have an issue, you have a question, it doesn't matter if you're a teacher of this work. I mean, just like Dr. Tim and Rex and myself and Michael, you know, we all have things come up and we mention it, we bring it up, and it answers someone else's question too. And so nobody is special and has their own special issue that no doesn't relate to anybody else in the world. And so you help not just yourself, but you help other people who are listening when you ask your question. So, Michael, are you still with us? You got quiet on your end. He's in the tire store, so somebody may be talking to him, 
and so I will keep going. Dr. Tim, I want to thank you again, you and Michelle, for being so willing to fill in and cover for us. It's kind of unusual that we have a workshop in the middle of the day. They're usually at night, and but it was really cool being with this group. And you know, they they had scheduled in playtime. Like Tuesday, we weren't with them. They went to the lake and they went to shows and they did all this playtime in Branson. But uh, between Monday and Wednesday, we just, I mean, it was awesome the space and the time that they gave. Michael to present and how open and willing and and just it was amazing for this young of a group to be so on it and several of them talked and they said you know I've been on this path for three or four years this fits perfectly with everything else that I've been doing except now I've got a tool to take it further and like Michael said there were so many of them that had small children that they really wanted to take it with their kids you know and teach their children and and use it at home, and and they admitted, you know, issues that they were having, and they could see where it was generational, and, you know, they'd pick up patterns of their father or their mother or whatever, and and that they wanted to break that cycle. So it was really cool to to be part of that. I think I heard Michael again. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It was it was very sweet. And uh you know, they they've got a corporate uh, setup that on Monday mornings with their meeting, somebody uh in the you group must have been away creates when a I was book report. About that. <laughs> say again? Oh, okay. I said you must have been away well, from the phone. I was they, talking about that. Yeah. Doing doing a book report on, on something along these ideas, different uh, different books out there. We'll have to suggest Anthony's book to them, uh, uh Tim. And uh that they'll they're gonna work with worksheets together and you know, it's just, just to have this conversation going on in the corporate world. It's like it's it's an idea whose time has come. So pretty sweet. Have a hand just so Jeannie, up. do we have anything happening in the chat room or anybody with a hand up? We must have a delay. Can you hear me? Hello. I hear you. Oh, okay. You're there. I just I just said we have a hand that just went up when you said, do we have a hand that went up? <laughs> oh, okay. Go for it. <laughs> We've got a, a cross delay there. Okay, so area code 765, you're on the air. Hi there, Michael, Jeannie. Hey there, young lady. How are you? <laughs> Haven't heard your voice well, in a I while? Missed, no, and I missed you yesterday, though uh, Dr. Tim was very helpful. Um, I... Uh, just kind of wanted to let you know because I know you are definitely a prayer warrior for all of us, but I know you have a special heart for my daughter, for Markayla. And um, we were talking yesterday about the generational aspects once more. And I'm still not really clear with it, but um, where Markayla is receiving too much insulin, again, praise be, and... Um, we're working through that, but what I recognized through an experience we had together over the weekend until we figured it out, <laughs> you know, realized what was actually happening, it was the alcoholism in my generation because the insulin is becoming blood alcohol. Right. And I was arguing with a 16-year-old drunk, you know, and so a lot of good worksheets come up for that with me um, but um, I just I'm very grateful to this work because this has been so vindicating for my daughter to at least have one of her parents be doing this work and understand her, you know. And yes. um, a question. Um, still working through question. the gener. Oh, question, question for me. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Are the conversations that you have when there's stress going on, are they primarily conversations about her feelings of loss in some way, shape, or form? Hers comes out in the most dreadful rage. I just... Um, and, and is she raging about loss? About what she didn't get, what she should have had, what she could have had? Is that what her raging is get about? Away, get away from me. Leave me alone. And mm-hmm. I think what she's saying is that she had to go it alone with what she was subject to being taken from me. You know? And then she's really dealt with all of her deeper emotions in a very isolated situation where she has had to do everything alone until this past year. And, uh, I mean, just the remarkable changes in her health since she has been with me. You are, again, very correct for anyone listening. Where I'm, She has demonstrated in the meter that she uses to, however they treat diabetes, um, whenever she is stressed or she is upset, her blood sugar goes high. So, therefore, it is mostly a grieving process, as you had said, or an emotional coping mechanism or a coping symptom. And mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, worksheets around grief and loss are, I've found, most impactful in healing pancreatic issues. Hypo, hyperglycemia, it doesn't really matter. But, but worksheets, processing, being with, embracing, you know, the uh, the grief. Have you uh, by chance taken her to see Inside Out yet? I have not. Not had an opportunity Take to. Um, well, yeah, create it. You know, no, nobody's nobody's going to walk along probably and hand you the opportunity. You're going to have to create it. But I would suggest that you know, with the amount of knowledge that she has about the tools, and of course your knowledge about the tools, that she would be able to sit there and you know, there's a beautiful demonstration in the movie about this young girl who experiences a loss. She's forced to move from her childhood home where she's happy. And Uh in experiencing her loss, uh, dad's got a new business. And so, you know, mom asks her to be the happy little girl for dad. And so here she is trying to be the happy little girl and keep her feelings of sadness and loss hidden from the world because she's supposed to be dad's happy little girl so dad can be successful in business. And if dad isn't successful in business, it's going to be her fault. So she's stuck right in the game of propitiation, which is doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Right. And to just just be able to language with her perhaps before you see it, during it, or afterward, to notice that when she could bring the truth of what she was feeling forward, Instead of being the happy little girl, instead of doing it right or wrong, whichever, you know, uh, raging can just be another aspect of the same thing, that when she was able to bring forward and talk truthfully and honestly and actually let herself feel her sadness instead of try to avoid her sadness, then she was able to elicit support from her parents who had sadness and loss that they weren't dealing with around having moved from their happy home and that that was where her resolution or healing came from and that she was able to get back in charge of joy. And, you know, an investment in a couple of movie tickets and an angry doll and the joy doll would be four of the best investments I think you can make in the world right now. 
And then when your daughter gets into her angry state, hand her the angry doll and support her. Hold her in love, being in her anger, and remind her that her anger is driven by a goal and that she could collapse her anger by canceling the goal and the anger is just a drug that's covering something else up. And then to be able to embrace what it's covering up and to let her know that you are going to be that space of love to embrace whatever it is that comes up. Just It's it's such a simple way to give the forgiveness process to a child, especially, gee, I see you're in anger. Here's the angry doll. Would you prefer to go to the joy doll? Then would you be willing to cancel the goal? Gee, what did I want? Well, I wanted dad to do this, or I wanted mom to do that, or I wanted my friend to do this, or my teacher to do that, whatever I'm, you know, ostensibly raging about at the moment. Collapsing that whole process and dropping right square into the part of the mind that holds the pain. And then being able to embrace that in love and just to really assure her that you're there as that space. And when you can't be, you have your own insanity. When you can't be, invite her to be that space and become a team. It might be a powerful way to present the work to her in a new way and in a very simple yet very powerful way. Yes. I appreciate that. And you mentioned the propitiation is also a facet of, I I so, so, so wish that we could have been there again this summer and her to just have time independent of her mother with you and Jeannie and the the crew. Um, It is wonderful. It is amazing to see. She knows the archaic protocol of her diabetes and the way that they want her to do it. And she just really, really fights it. And I trust her, and I watch her, and I allow her her trust as to how she chooses to treat it. But yet I have to encourage her at times, we have to give these doctors and people the information they're looking for so they don't instill different crap on her, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing, we've got to play both sides of the coin. So it's it's those kinds of stresses and so on, too, that... And it sounds like perhaps yeah. it sounds like perhaps there's a place there where for mom there's maybe fear about dealing with the medical model around diabetes. And that might be some places where, you know, you might want to pick up the fear doll and look at the goal that's driving your fear and collapse your fear and get back to the space of love. <clears throat> yes, Molly, I appreciate that it's not a fear, it is um it's just kind of the, the sucks donut part of dealing yet with her father, the legalism and making sure that the doctors don't feel you're mistreating your child and then protect, defend yourself and all that junk, you know. We got it. She and I have got the communication, you know. Just mm-hmm. focus do the meter thing, but we're not gonna let that meter dictate what the choices we're gonna make now, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like where the meter What's says the something, and it was the their standards they throw more insulin at her, and I say no. Um, believe it or not, a cup of coffee is going to fix that. You know, truly, 
coffee does what coffee uh, does. I, I, yeah. I, I put a big hesitation on a cup of coffee is going to fix a pro- blood sugar problem. It can certainly impact the pancreas in a similar way to the way sugar does, and it certainly impacts the adrenals. But I would say she'd be a whole lot better off eating a couple of cucumbers. Which is natural um, yeah, we rather, than, rather than sucking down caffeine and, and rancid oils, oh, so which most coffee hold. Right. We do a lot of, of that, too. But the coffee comes into play when there's a high blood alcohol to neutralize the alcohol to take her out of ketoacidosis very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's just sort of like a half a cup, and then we go right into it with the cucumber water and cucumbers and all of that. But And they're not going to hear that. So we, we're, we're working with a lot of variables, and so there's this many invitations to do several worksheets around anything that triggers us at different times because it's a constant calculation of, of circumstances, if you will. And it is, um, yeah, we uh, worksheets randomly in my mind more so than on paper many times because there are so many issues that that offer. So I have a, you know, I, I'd like to sing you a song. Can I sing you a song? Please do, Michael. Okay. So there was a really cool writer who wrote a song back a few years ago, Paul Simon, and mm-hmm. he wrote this song just for people who do worksheets in their heads. And the song goes <laughs> like this. Slip sliding away. You know, the near your destination, the more you slip sliding away. Oh, no, there's, there's plenty of... Plenty of Put paper. it in writing. Put it in <laughs> writing. Because when I yeah. start doing the... Well, I'm talking about me now, and I've seen it over and over again. When I start doing it in writing, there are little tweaks that come up, little pieces of information that come up that if I don't put it down in writing, I can forget about inside of 10 seconds. When I'm right there with the sheet of paper and here's this subtle thought, this subtle feeling, I can put it on the next worksheet and do the next level of work. Do it in writing. It doesn't mean, you know, I'm driving down the road and somebody cuts me off and up comes my rage and, you know, that I don't do a quick fix of cancel my goal for other drivers to be sane. doesn't mean I don't do that. But then when I get home, I sit down and I put it in writing and move through okay. it. Because, yeah, I breathe, breathe and processing through so much. And it's just like, yeah. So, okay, get caught up and cool. make no Okay, thank you. All right, well, you have a blessed day, and uh, tell your daughter we'll just hold her in a space and uh, and let us know what uh, what you all think of if you see the movie. I will, and I, I thank you very much. Hopefully over this holiday weekend we can find it close in our region, and maybe we'll get the opportunity to do that. But I, I thank cool. you so much. I, I know that you you definitely hold us both in a space of love, and I cannot thank any of you enough. God bless you. You've You've absolutely got that from the whole team. So awesome. Have a blessed one. And uh, one of the things that I I just about got to in the last show that we were on, but uh, didn't quite have time to get into the conversation is that uh, it's looking like we might make a shift in where we're going to go to do the writing project that we're working on. You know, my book has been out of print for four years. Jeannie reminds me, I keep thinking it's been much less. And, uh, and I've been working on writing, but with travel and, you know, just doing all that we do uh, in order to keep things, you know, together, uh, it's just doesn't work. 
to get the writing really handled. So we're planning this year, once we finish with this uh, conference in Louisiana, we're planning on taking six months to just settle in to, uh, to for Jeannie to write her book, uh, for me to rewrite Why Is This Happening to Me Again, and we've actually got a couple of other books underway as well. Michael Coughlin's assisting us with uh, working on Mind Shifters, Keys to the Unconscious, so that's getting closer to publication. And so we were initially, and we were just on the verge of, uh, of booking a place in Mexico, and uh, opened a conversation with the folks that we uh, did the intensive with last year in Orlando. We were at their hotel. They have a, uh, a, uh, an organic farm, and they're working on creating a television show uh, for something like the, uh, you know, the Biggest Loser type of thing, only instead of done abusively, supporting people with healing work and fasting and juicing and raw food and growing food and sprouting and all that stuff. So, uh, so we, you know, we're just talking with them uh, a few days ago. And the conversation opened up that they'd like our participation in some of that and that that might tie in with uh, what we're looking to do. Besides the writing in this six months, we're looking to create a members area on our website to finish the editing on about 10 hours of video that we've got uh, ready to uh, to put into new DVDs, get that uh, all put together, and uh, perhaps start doing some webinars. So there's several things that we're working on. and So we may uh, make the shift and uh, the intensive or intensives that we'll do this winter instead of being done in and uh, Playa del Carmen in Mexico uh, will likely be done somewhere in the area of um, Orlando, St. Petersburg, Sarasota, something in that triangle. We're just actually looking right now for a place that we can uh, land at, at something reasonable. One of the reasons for going to Mexico is that it's uh, a whole lot more economical compared to uh, Florida prices. So if anybody has any ideas of a space in that triangle that uh, we might be able to acquire for six months, if somebody's uh, got an empty space that they'd like to have filled and taken care of, that would be cool. And so we may do that uh, intensive work. We've been looking at a uh, a nine-day Y, uh, or pardon me, a nine-day codependence uh, with another eight days of, uh, of uh, communication practicum. So... Uh, doing a couple of different uh, things in that direction and perhaps a loss of living. So if anybody has any thoughts for us, then uh, please touch in and uh, we'll see what unfolds. And in the meantime, it looks like we've got about 10 minutes left, so we've got time for a question or two. Uh, if anybody's got a hand up, Jeannie, or anything happening in the chat room? The chat room is totally empty. I had a few people in there earlier and now they've disappeared. And uh, so I hope that the sound and everything's coming through okay in the chat room. That's usually when there's nobody out there, it's usually an indication there's some issues with the audio in the chat room. But uh, we do have a hand that just now went up. It's area code 702. You're on the air. Who do we have? Hello, Michael and Jeannie. It's Claudia. <laughs> hey there, Claudia. Hi. Welcome. If those who don't know <laughs> Claudia, is that Claudia and her husband Stephen have a a medical practice in Pahrump, Nevada, and every week do a support group. And tell us about it. What's happening, Claudia? Well, we're doing a, a weekly support group. Uh, next week we're going to be taking a break just because we have a seminar in Las Vegas that we're going to be attending. But generally it's every Friday, and it's from 6 to 8. We incorporate all kinds of tools 
We have, uh, of course, your radio shows, the website, the books, the worksheets, um, the videos. We incorporate some of the brain game stuff, the dog whisper, all kinds of different uh, uh, types of media and incorporate it to be able to help people and help ourselves to get through some of our issues. So awesome. it's, been, uh, it's been fun. Our, our our group has a steady flow of people averaging about 10 people each class, so it's been great. Every That's once in a while we get a, small, we get a small group of three or two, something like that, and and I get to work with them on one-on-one on their worksheets, which is great because uh, when we have a bigger group, it's a little bit more difficult time constraint. But I have a sure. real quick question and see if you can answer it in the five minutes that we have left. Um, Let's go for it. I've asked you before. Um, when people are in their drama and being able to point out some of their stuff without getting chewed out at the same time. Um, <laughs> without what, becoming John the, the ba- Joan the Baptist? Yeah, exactly. Because there's there's been a couple of times it's like, well, I hear that you're saying this. It's like, well, no, 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 that's not what I said. It's like, okay, well, can you explain it to me? And then they, of course, change their story, and then I point out the flaws in their story, and no, 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 you're changing what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's not really what I was thinking, so what's a way to snap them back out of their unconscious? Well, of course, uh, one of the keys to that one, and and by the way, if anybody happens to be in the Las Vegas, Pahrump, Nevada area, that's Friday night at Partners in Healing Medical Center in in Pahrump, so you're you're welcome to to join Claudia and Stephen on Friday nights. That's awesome. And, you know... this principle is so ancient that there's a whole story about it in the Bible where there's this particular gentleman who's referred to as the forerunner of the Christ. And and if you look at the word Christ in Aramaic, the word Christ is, is an open channel to the divine. An open channel to love is what the word Christ means. It's actually an office. It's kind of like, you know, calling somebody the mayor. You know, you call somebody Mayor Bob. His name isn't Mayor, but you call him Mayor Bob because that's the office that he holds. Yeshua was called the Christ because he had this open channel to the divine and was able to support people. And then you'll notice that there was this guy who was called the forerunner to the Christ. And one of the other things they called him, his name was John the Baptist, was that he was the raving maniac in the desert. And in order to move out of the desert... No, 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 I'm not. But, 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 but the raving maniac in the desert is the one that we all have to meet. The desert is a code word for the unconscious. We have to meet somebody who, like you're talking about, can reach into our unconscious and reflect back to us our own ravings. Mm-hmm. And that's what John the Baptist did. Now, the two skills that you need to, to develop to do that are two skills that John the Baptist had not developed. And that was he didn't know when to duck and when to hold the mirror up, and he lost his head quite literally in that particular story. And as you've noticed, when you start telling somebody, reflecting to somebody the truth of their words rather than the distorted realities that you hold, you're pulling them out of their unconscious, out of the desert. And 
oftentimes people are going to want to turn that on you and take off your head, and you just got to breathe and know when to duck and when to hold the mirror up. You know, I, I've not been able to perfect uh, uh, that one yet either. And, uh, you know, on occasion have been known to have someone who, in their ravings, want to take it out on me, as you say, the words you use, chew you out, but that's, that's what the unconscious mind does. And and it's amazing, isn't it, how people can jump from story to story to story. And on their fourth story, mm-hmm. they have no recollection. They told three totally different stories, three totally right. different reasons why this was true. And you say, well, did you, do you remember when you said this? Oh, oh, I didn't say that. Well, what about, oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's just part of the non-being game mind's game. It just keeps playing that stuff out layer by layer, level by level. And, of course, as a teacher and a support person, you learn the skill more and more as you go through it of when to duck, when to hold the mirror up, and when right. to hold your tongue. <laughs> yes, there's so a part of the process. A, a, you just have to kind of take a breath, and you're like, okay, that's where we'll leave it. Let's see anybody else has a question. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, and, exactly. And, and let it let them think about it, and then there's the, most of them have been to the point that after the class they're like, oh, that's what you meant, or oh, that makes sense, I understand. Okay, now I see I just wasn't admitting it, or something to that effect. So it's been it takes time to build it for people to build the brain cells. Yeah, just part of the process. So it's been, it's been great. I've uh, appreciated every every year. We're going on our fifth year now with our support group, which is pretty incredible. I remember at first I was hesitant of being part of it just because I was afraid of what I was going to learn about myself and, and of course, my fears of uh, of public speaking and all kinds of other stuff. But it's helped me, and I'm glad that I'm able to help other people with it as well. So and great. So thank you. It is it is pretty awesome what we learn about ourselves and uh, and what we get to work through. And, you know, as I said earlier in the show, I, I discovered a long time ago the best way, way to be a full-time student was to be a full-time teacher. And mm-hmm. the more you support people in it, the more you open the parts of your own life that need to be healed. And it's just the most amazing thing. Yep. Most amazing. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank well, we Thank hold the space you. for you guys and, and look forward to the next time we get to f- get face-to-face with you and hold you in a blessing in the meantime. And please, anytime we can support you, that's uh, that's our privilege and our honor to do so. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. Enjoy your rest of the afternoon, and we'll be in touch. In the plan. Lots of love and blessings. We're down to the last few seconds, so I'm just going to say to everybody, thank you for uh, for joining us. Bring a stranger to the show tomorrow. Tap into the website, make use of those videos and audios that are there. And uh, an awesome gift to give the world is to create the best year yet of your eternal life. That's exactly what we're here to support you in doing. Pass it on to somebody. Support somebody else with it. It's a great gift to give the world. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com. A-I-N dot com. Evolving, continuing.